What is going on? And we are back with the 16th episode of NF Sports Talk. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. And today's podcast is going to be focused on the another NFL Draft podcast, as we've been doing these for the last few days now. And we're going to go in order. We did a 2011 podcast. We did a 2012 podcast. And now we're going to be going on to the 2013 podcast, NFL Draft. So uh, in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the picks. You know, they're kind of kind of strange picks here. Uh, to start off, but then you get into guys in the later rounds that are quite quite good players. And overall, you know, it's just very surprising to see where some players were picked over the others. And like this is a very heavy lineman draft. And you'll see the first few picks, or basically the first four picks were all offensive tackles. So uh, we're going to get started right into here. Uh, Eth- I have Ethan here with me, and I just want to know what you think about, you know, like I said, three out of the four players chosen first were offensive tackles and, you know, one of them we've never even heard of in our entire lives. Of course, it's by Jacksonville, though. Yeah, I mean, no doubt it would be Jacksonville's front office to make a choice like that. But, you know, coming into this year, there must have been a serious dire need at the offensive tackle position, seeing as how you were saying, you know, in today's draft, you'll never see four tackles go one two and uh four that's uh you know that's just not happening in today's day anymore you know it's quarterbacks running backs receivers safety more like skill positions to say the least but yeah like and you know only two out of the four have made the 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 pro bowl before as in eric fisher and lane johnson so you know that's interesting that that um you know at the two the two and three pick it was probably the worst two front offices in the the league, the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Yeah, I so. like I just don't know who these guys are. Like not to be ignorant or rude to them, but just respectfully, if you're a second and third overall pick, you know, hopefully your name's heard. Yeah, like how on uh, a previous one, you know, like one and two we had Von Miller, Cam Newton, two yeah. superstars, two guys that sell out, you know, stadiums, two big influencers, but you know, for whatever reason, those two obviously didn't pan out. But um, it's not even, like, just the top four, you know. There's mm-hmm. majority of this, the first half of this first round, you know, I ne- haven't heard of at least half of these guys. You know, that's interesting to see, like, if we went to go back to see if they were just, you know, college standouts or, or, or what. Like, what was the reasoning behind taking these guys? Yeah, like just not to give too much away for what's going to be coming up, but like you know, you got you got guys like Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Dion Jordan. Never heard of these guys. You know, of course I know who Eric Fisher is, but just like those two that we just previously mentioned, they're getting drafted at two and three and like twenty or thirty picks above guys like DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Cordell Patterson, Xavier Rhodes. You know, far above guys like Zach Ertz and Darius Slay. So the fact that you know these guys were taken at that high. Like you said, there must be a, a big need for offensive tackle or whatever the need may be was, but um, definitely not the, the best scouting, like you said, on some of those teams. And from a lot of teams, like you guys had like, I don't know, D. Miller or Milliner, Chase Warmack, DJ Fluckner, DJ Hayden. Like those, these guys are all top 10 picks almost. And, you know, I, I couldn't tell you how their career went. So we're just going to basically, you know, 
no one really wants to hear about Eric Fisher or Lane Johnson. They do they do the job well at offensive tackle. Uh, definitely, you know, they're definitely picks that are hopefully going to pan out. Like I know the Cowboys pick high on their drafts for linemen, but these guys do the job quite well at offensive tackle. I've done so for a long time. You guys got, got guys like Ezekiel Anza. You know, he was pretty good a few years ago. He had a kind of a down year of two years ago on nice with the Seahawks. So, you know, he's definitely on the back end of his career. Uh, just going down the list, you got guys like Sheldon Richardson, big defensive tackle who at the time he was pretty good, but now he's with the Browns, not not the greatest. Um, you know, this this is like we're pretty far down the list now. We're at 16. This is a pretty interesting pick. EJ Manuel by the Buffalo Bills. Like, Do you want to talk about him and, and you know, how different he was at the time of when he was drafted? Yeah, EJ was uh, the first quarterback to go in this draft, obviously. Not a very star-studded quarterback draft, to say the least. But um, I remember a few years with EJ in Buffalo, and you know he was he wasn't bad, but I believe it might have been injuries which uh, got him out of town, and that's when we have a previous talk about Tyrod Taylor. I mm-hmm. believe came in, but you know, looking at looking at EJ Manuel, he almost reminds me of a. Uh, like a poor man's Cam Newton. Like he was a little bit of a bigger guy, you know, six, four. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger guy could run a bit. So yeah, it kind of reminded me of a Cam Newton, obviously didn't pan out that way. He's been around the league. Not sure if he's even in the league anymore. Uh, yeah. He was on the chiefs practice squad. So yeah, that just shows what he has done. And like, we, like you said, the first quarterback taken his record as a starter is six and 12. So, yeah, and I uh, just looking here, he's uh, on here. It says he's six five, two hundred thirty seven pounds. Like that's uh, that's pretty big for a quarter- quarterback. You're like you're almost talking the height of a offensive lineman and whatnot. So yeah, and he was athletic as well. So yeah, but obviously um, not a very good quarterback draft to say the least. The next quarterback taken down the list here with Geno Smith, kind of like another dual threat quarterback, almost like quick, very fast little guy. Obviously he had a couple years in New York are his most memorable ones, I would assume. Not the greatest, not the worst though. No, for sure. Like you said, this definitely wasn't the best quarterback draft, which is interesting now because it seems like every year now, the quarterbacks are just becoming better and better coming out of the draft. And we've had very good years of quarterbacks in the last three or four years coming out of the draft. So, uh, you know, just moving down the list a little bit. Yeah. Guys like Eric Reed, pretty good safety, you know, physical, strong, um, you know, talked about recently a lot. I don't know. He gets drug tested about every other Tuesday for some reason. I don't know what that reason is, but you know, Maybe you know about him because he was best friends with, you know, Colin Kaepernick at the time, and they kind of stuck together during the whole incident. Um, but just to, you know, get on to the bigger names here, uh, Tyler Eifert was the first tight end taken in this draft over some really big names like, Dar- uh, excuse me, Zach Gertz and, um, you know, other guys like Travis Kelsey. So uh, do, do you think, you know, obviously Zach Gertz has had his health issues, but, you know, the talent was there. Uh, what do you think of Zach Gertz overall as a, as a tight end. I know he actually has a new home in Jacksonville this year. Yeah. Uh, wait, we're talking about Zach Ertz? T- Tyler Eifert. 
Oh yeah, Tyler Eifert. Yeah, you know he uh, he he's not bad. I mean, as like you were saying about how he's taken over Zach Ertz. You know, obviously Zach Ertz has proven to be one or two tight end in the league as of now. So, but not a bad career. Obviously, making a, a Pro Bowl. He. Uh, I'd say for, you know, mo- most of his career, he was probably, like, the number one option there with Andy Dalton. For sure. So, 6'6", 255. He ran a 4.640. Not bad. Last year, he uh, last year he only put up 400 yards. Yeah, I'm looking at now the most he's ever put up is 600. Yeah, and that's way back in 2015. He also had 13 touchdowns that year. Wow. And yeah, only, that's that's the big thing. And he only has twenty twenty four career. Maybe he's not as good as I thought. I guess. Yeah. Look at the games though. Like I know. Yeah. Like one game, four. two, four. Yeah. Like I want. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that, but that's definitely super strange. Yeah, just someone who, like I said, he's never healthy. Like you talk about tight ends, you know, they have a shorter career because they're so big and physical nowadays, but. He's only played 59 games and and only started 36 of those in his, you know, seven or eight-year career. Yeah, and it's not like he's not getting started because there's someone better than him there. It's just the the health. That's all. That's actually crazy because I I thought he was better than that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, definitely definitely Um, one of those picks. I – um. I see here, see here as a little fun fact about Tyler Eifert. Uh, you know, Zach Martin, I believe he's a, a super good lineman for uh, the Cowboys, right? He's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's actually Tyler Eifert's uh, brother-in-law. Really? Yeah, I just seen that a little fun fact on about him on the bottom. Yeah, like something you learn new every day, I guess, right? Yeah. It's kind of funny how, like, a lot of top athletes, like, they have someone related to one another in an, another sport. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Speaking of tight ends, there was a tight end for the Bills a few years ago, uh, Nick O'Leary. He was actually uh, – his father-in-law is actually Jack Nicholas, you know, the good all-time golfer. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's – yeah. Crazy how, you know, athletes just run in the family through generations and whatnot. Yeah. Dustin Johnson's father-in-law is Wayne Gretzky. So, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, just going back to the draft now, you know, we, the two better picks, I'd have to say, uh, you know, obviously there's one better pick here over the other, but two corners that are pretty good. Uh, Desmond Trufant at pick number 22 and Xavier Rhodes at pick number 25. Um you know, both are looking for a new home. I know Desmond Trufant's in in Detroit now. Xavier Rose is a free agent, but you know that, that's that's crazy how Desmond Trufant was taken over Xavier Rhodes, who you know Xavier Rhodes has been one of the better cornerbacks in the league since he's arrived. And I, um, I was just about to ask, you think um, you think Rhodes is better than Trufant? Oh, for sure. You, you, what do you think, Trufant's better? I I, I would say it's. More even, but the thing with Trufant is just he hasn't been able to, you know, he's had a lot of seasons where he's just been out injured. I know the one year Atlanta made the Super Bowl, he was injured, uh, you know, but I think Xavier Rhodes is still one of the best corners in the game. 
at his size and his physicality. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. He is physical. Pretty athletic. So, yeah, but... And, but uh, looking here, just briefly, uh, you know, less than 10 picks away, Darius Slay was taken. Yeah. At the, the start of the second round. So, you know, that... that I'd is, say he's better than both of those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's three not bad uh, corners right there in a row. So... You know, just looking at these guys, you know, uh, just kind of off topic here, but Desmond Trufant, he's had 13 picks in his career. Xavier Rhodes has had 10. So you really got to respect, like, these guys are considered elite. And you got to respect guys like, you know, Stephon Gilmore. He had six picks this year. Yeah. So that, that's crazy to have that many in one season when these guys are getting, you know, Xavier Rhodes had zero last year. Did he play all 16 games? He played 15. 15. Um, even the past offended, you know, he only had six. So, yeah, I don't, I, you know, they weren't throwing at him a lot, I guess, but he wasn't doing anything game changing. No. But yeah, just, you know, two interesting corners. And like you said, Darius Slay's down the list, another big time corner. Um, you know, here's, here's a big one. Uh, do you want to introduce this guy at 27? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. You know, we've seen all the the off-season drama this year retaining around him. And, you know, he was taken taken fairly late in the draft, though he was um, the second wide receiver off the board with uh, the Rams at, at this point in their franchise. Very terrible team. You know, nothing was going well for them. They took uh, Tavon Austin at number eight, so... You know, next going DeAndre Hopkins, uh, that's quite the the upgrade, to say the least. How he's gelled into one of the top wide receivers in the league, if not number one. And you know, yeah, that Houston definitely drafted super well there. Yeah, like you know, thinking back at it now, definitely one of the better things Houston's done in the last few years, um, for sure. But looking at it now, you know, DeAndre Hopkins at 27, like you said, one of the best one-two receivers in the league. Like, I, I, you know, anytime you can throw to someone who – and they're going to catch that ball every time, that's just a recipe for success. And he's almost had 1,000 yards or more every single season he's played. Yeah. So. And, yeah, obviously he's had a, a great young Deshaun Watson most of his career. And now he's got um, Tyler Murray. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely would have expected him to be like a, a top five pick, but you know, who knows how he was like in college. So, yeah, yeah, like you know, even um, since he's got to Sean Watson, he's posted up fourteen hundred yards with, thir- with thirteen TDs, fifteen hundred yards, almost sixteen hundred yards with eleven TDs, and almost twelve hundred yards with seven TDs. So, yeah, that, those are big time numbers. Yeah. And yeah, that, um, that's crazy. DeAndre Hopkins uh, also went to Clemson with uh, I, Deshaun Watson went there as well. I don't mm-hmm. know if they would have spent any time together there, but yeah, interesting how they share that bond there as well. Right, that that is interesting as well. Yeah, so you know, like 
we've talked on this briefly, but terrible. I, I personally, you know, if I'm, I'm not a GM, I'm not a coach or a whatever owner, but I'm not trading away DeAndre Hopkins, even if he does bring his baby mamas around the office a few times a week. You know what I mean? Like that Bill O'Brien beef with him was kind of ridiculous to, you know, that's, that's, you know, we talk about Brady and Belichick ego type thing. But this is even worse. They throw away a number one or two receiver in the league for, you know, a hunk of change, really. Yeah, and, like, you know, it's hard to, like, if anything, the fact that, you know, he's still in his kid's life, you know, he still talks to the moms. Like, you you would believe, like, that's a good thing, you know. Still, like, the kid obviously has a role model of a father around, and, you know, he easily could have just said, you know, screw it. So... Yeah, like, I, I don't really see why that is such a big deal to them. But, you know, obviously they were just looking to get worse. Did Did you see, though, I, you know, just going to briefly touch on this. I don't think we talked about it uh, before on this topic, but did you see when Bill O'Brien called DeAndre Hopkins and referenced him to Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. I, I don't know what that meant, but that was – kind of shocking to you know if you're a coach you don't really say that to your receiver no it's yeah it's almost like the the situation uh we got going on in uh like tampa like how what they what they said about Jameis, you know saying like oh if we go with him we go with anyone like you, you don't say that like regardless yeah like uh yeah it's kind of mind-boggling that some some coaches just go out there and say that, but yeah. So like, I just have the, the conversation here that DeAndre Hopkins is talking about. So basically he and him and Bill O'Brien had a meeting, you know, we're not trying to get too off topic here, but we're just going to touch on this. Um, him and Bill O'Brien had a meeting. Definitely didn't go the right way. I'm sure as it's probably led to him getting traded, but uh, basically Bill O'Brien goes, Hey, the last time I had an interview like this or a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. So, you know, DeAndre Hopkins' reaction was like, "What? Wait, what does that mean? Like, you put me in the same conversation as Aaron Hernandez?" Yeah, like, like what does that mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because oh, here it is. So, Bill O'Brien was the offensive coach for the New England Patriots when Bill when uh, Aaron Hernandez was around New England. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know he was in New England at any point. Yeah, he was another guy who is from the Belichick tree. Yeah. But yeah, that that's you know, that's crazy to me. It's crazy how, uh, you know, your your best player, I'd say, you know, I DeAndre, or Deshaun Watson's definitely there, but I say your best consistent player is DeAndre Hopkins, and you you know you're not supposed to treat him like that. But no, definitely not. I, you know, I'm definitely excited to see what Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and those boys can cook up this year in Arizona. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a nice, interesting. Interesting, fun team to watch. See what, uh, you know, Kyle Murray started to improve gradually throughout the season. So, you know, now that he has a year under his belt and, you know, he's got two receivers that don't drop the ball no matter what. So. Right. And, uh, you know, another kind of off-topic part here, but I'm just going to go with it. I know you uh, You definitely want to talk about this, I'm sure. Uh, how do you feel that Kyler Murray ultimately kind of went underneath the radar and won the Rookie of the Year over Josh Jacobs, who, you know, I'd say was the most consistent 
but Kyler Murray kind of, you know, they gave it to him anyway. Yeah, like that. That's um, super, super strange. I mean, I know Jacobs did sit out uh, a game or two there at the end of the season due to an injury, but you know he's a rookie, rookie running back coming in there putting up those type of yards, getting that many carries a game and whatnot. Like, you know, and touchdowns. You know, he did really well on the ground. Yeah, exactly. So I like. I think he's definitely a a great franchise running back as long as you know Gruden doesn't get too happy and trade him away so through a tuna sandwich yeah exactly with some salt and pepper on it yeah you gotta get those extra little bits in there Jacob or Gruden loves to do that yeah but um, moving on to the midway through the, the second second round you know there are some pretty decent picks here we got uh, you know, Robert Woods for Buffalo. I think, he, you know, he's he's getting better and better every year. Never really had a great quarterback. Um, we have Pro Bowler uh, Quan Short, Carolina. That's that's a pretty good pick. Um, the Bills took uh, Kiku Alonso. I didn't even know. I didn't know he was drafted by the Bills. But he's been like a decent role linebacker throughout his career. Mm-hmm. We have, um, obviously... The b- big one. Yeah, here. the biggest one. Uh, we got Le'Veon Bell, taken by the Steelers, obviously, out of Michigan. At 48, you know, that's interesting as well. Yeah, like, uh, was he the first running back taken? Yeah, he he is the first running back taken. No, Gio- Giovanni Bernard was taken uh, just above him a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, but... that's right. Yeah, he was. But, uh, you know, obviously, we that's crazy. we've seen those two guys' career. But yeah, that that is a very good, very good pickup. Definitely, Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey was Christian McCaffrey. What do you, what do you think on that? Like you know, I it's crazy to me that, you know, this whole ballot situation really, it made me look differently at him. You know, he he sat out a whole year to take less money, right, to go on a worse team, and ultimately, <laughs> did he not say something about? He wanted to go back. He wouldn't go mind back going back to the Steelers on a trade or something. Yeah, I remember them asking him, like, what do you think about the Steelers? And he said he would be open to it. And I, I believe I even heard Mike Tomlin say the same thing. Yeah, and the, you know, on the other end, the Jets even contemplating trading away their guy who just signed that huge contract is, you know, it's kind of weird to me. Yeah, it, it is strange. I mean, like, um, I think th- this year he definitely went under the radar. For sure, definitely. You know, wasn't one of his uh, greatest seasons he's had, but still put up about 800 rushing yards with uh, 460 passing yards or receiving yards, I guess. You know, didn't he lead the team in receiving yards or something like that for second most? Yeah, definitely. Like definitely up there, probably right behind Ryan Anderson, maybe. But you know, obviously, yeah. in his career, we've seen him put up 1300, 1200, 1300 again, basically, and. Uh, yeah, those those are some a lot of scrimmage yards. Yeah, so yeah, the one year he put up thirteen hundred rushing and you know eight and a half hundred or eight hundred fifty receiving. So, yeah, with twenty two hundred scrimmage yards. Yeah, like uh, he's definitely uh, a great running back, and I would like to see him, you know, excel again. So 
it'll be interesting to see what he does with his career if he, you know, gets traded again or whatnot. But, you know, definitely top running back from this round. We have, um, you know, your New England Patriots taking Jamie Collins in the second round. You know, that's a another great pick by Bill. Yeah, definitely at 52. And, and you look at the guys around him, above him, and below him, there wasn't much there. So, you know, Jamie Collins had two trips to New England. His first trip, he was a rookie. You know, he, he played plays. Last season came back and, you know, had a pretty minimal career in Cleveland. Came back to the Patriots last year. And, you know, at, at one point, he was, you know, in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation because of how amazing he did to start off the season. He was just, you know, getting sacks, picks, pick sixes, all this and that. So, you know, definitely a great year last year. And um, a very athletic linebacker and someone who you love to have on your team. I know I personally like him, but... He hasn't been able to stay around, and uh, I was kind of interesting to see him leave this year again, considering how poorly he did last time he left. But he's with Matt Patricia again, so I, I can see that why he left. Yeah, and then you know we have we have Eddie Lacy come in here at the at the end of the second round. Obviously, a Pro Bowler at one point in time. You know, another Alabama running back. You know, Alabama, Georgia. They produce. You know. Crazy top of the line players year in and year out, definitely two powerhouses. And uh, yeah, Eddie Lacy, he was definitely interesting. You know, obviously he suffered from some mental health or whatnot, I believe, which led to his eating, his eating disorder. Did he? Yeah, I believe it. That's what led to his eating disorder. He just couldn't stop eating. You know, it's it's sad to see, but you know, he got in, he got out, he made his money. He's not leaving with no brain. You know sore every day yeah like you know he he definitely had his first years in the career he almost had 1200 rushing yards and close to 1500 scrimmage yards both years and then uh you know like you said i i didn't know i didn't know that he had mental health problems um because that definitely explains you know why he got so huge not to be rude or anything like that but you know he definitely yeah, he just if he got out of shape, he just, he just couldn't stay in shape, which is uh, you know, whatever. I mean, as long as he's happy. But um, you know, just briefly checking uh, above Eddie Lacy, yeah, back to your Patriots. Have you ever heard of Aaron Dobson, the receiver that they took? Yeah, I, I was going to mention him, but yeah, he was pretty good for. I didn't know he was a second rounder. But he was pretty good, yeah, there for a while um, with New England. He had the – I don't know if you remember the insane comeback. I actually bet money on this game. Fun fact, against the Saints, the Patriots were down by like uh, – it was on like 10 points with like four minutes left. They got the uh, – got a touchdown. They're down by four with like 50 seconds left and no timeouts. They got to drive the field. And uh, this is in uh, New Orleans at the time. They got they're on like the thirty yard line with twenty seconds left, no timeouts, and Brady just throws a strike to the back of the end zone, and Aaron Dobson like kind of back shoulder fade, uh, toe taps the sidelines for the uh, for the win, and uh, I remember I kind of cashed out money on this game when I was like ten years old, but yeah, he was he was definitely a better receiver for the uh, for the Patriots, and some people probably remember. Um, but yeah, he only played three years with New England, and other other than that, he. 
I, that's interesting to see because I'm guessing the year he caught that touchdown, he, that was his rookie season because he had 500 yards. But after that, you know, he played two years and totaled uh, less than 200 yards in two years. So Yeah, you know, same same situation. You know, he got in, made some money, and, you know, whether he just couldn't find a, a permanent home or whatnot, you know, he didn't didn't last much longer. But, um, you know, looking at this third round, for a third round to start it off, yeah. For yeah. a third round of the draft, like you know, there's there's some pretty good players in here. Starting off with um, Kelsey, taking with the first pick in the third round, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, right? Travis Kelsey, and uh, you know, taken out of a little bit of a smaller school, Cincinnati, not as big as you know the Georgia, the Bama, the Clemson, but you know, it's crazy. We've seen what he's gelled into an amazing tight end, super dual threat. You know, he carries. The, the number one corner on most teams or a safety on plays. So, yeah, um, we have the Detroit Lions. They took uh, Larry Warford. I have never heard of that guy. I'm not sure if you have, but he was a pro bowler at one point. Yeah, he was He was pretty good guard. Um, and I believe he played for the Saints at some point. Um, yeah, he, he's for the New Orleans Saints right now, actually. Still playing? Um, yeah. Pretty high level, to be honest. Um, you know, one of those guys that, you know, they, they do their thing. Yeah. And uh, kind of like Eric Fisher and Lane Johnson, you know, you don't hear too much about them, but they definitely are, you know, essential parts to an overall football team. Definitely. Yeah, it all starts with the line. Although they don't get the, you know, maybe the recognition they deserve sometimes, but every team starts with the line on, you know, who knows what Deshaun Watson could do with elite line. Yeah, like, I almost think, you know, going a bit away from the draft, but I almost think it's best, his best interest to leave Tech uh, Houston after this season. Like, you know how I told you about the odds of him being the Patriots quarterback are high, but, you know, personally, his health it could really be in jeopardy because he's always having to get guys in his face, and, and they're off the edge. They're always, you know, right on his ass. Yeah, he's always running for his life, you know. That's what you know. That's what makes him so good is he can get out of the pocket, make the run, you know, make the the offside leg throw. Like he 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 does get it done with what he's got for sure. But um, yeah, we got Tyron Matthew. Obviously, you know, I know here it says corner, but I believe he's a safety, right? Yeah, I believe the only year he played corner was his first year, and I don't know if he did that for a long time, but. He did move to safety with Arizona, and now he's a full-time safety. Yeah, and, you know, looking at his career and highlights, he's had a, you know, he's won the Super Bowl. He's been a Pro Bowl, uh, two-time first-team All-Pro. He was in the Heisman talks, you know, 472 tackles, uh, nine sacks, four forced fumbles, 61 pass deflections, 17 interceptions. Like, you know, he's good. You know, he's, he's a little bit of a smaller guy, too, and, you know, he always, he always talks about that, how people doubt him because he's small, but, you know, he's good. Yeah, L- love this guy. He does everything well. Uh, you know, he, he great guy, great mentality, and, you know, I don't know exactly what happened with him in Arizona. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what led him to get traded. Went to Houston last year. Did pretty well. That defense was elite, and then ultimately went to Kansas City this year. 
and you know arguably could have had his best year with four interceptions, two sacks, and seventy five tackles. So yeah, like you said, the, the biggest thing is look at his height. He's only five nine. So yeah, you know that's amazing. That's safety. Yeah, he's he's got to go up and get the ball on some guys. You know, like DeAndre Hopkins. You know, six one, six two, big deep threats. Yeah, that's that's great story there to see him. You know, taken out of the. What's that? Third round, pick number sixty nine. So yeah, you know, definitely some gems here in the third round. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, here we go. You know, your 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 John Gruden loves loves this guy, Mike Glennon, the the Kareem Abdul Jabbar of the football league. He's the giant. Yeah, he and, is. Uh, he is huge. You know, I. If, I wonder if he's going to be splitting reps this year with Mariota and, and Derek Carr still. Is he? I don't know if he's with them or not. But. Yeah, he is as of right now. So, but uh, you know, it's interesting seeing that he was taken by the Bucks. I'm not sure if these were Gruden's years while he was with Tampa Bay, but you know, it would it would almost make sense. Yeah, I, I believe Gruden at this point was retired. Okay, um, from coaching, but. You know, it definitely does make sense. Maybe the coaching tree of Tampa Bay led to him coming to Oakland. This guy was pretty bad, though. I'm not going to lie. Glennon? Yeah. Well, I... four and nine his first year, one and four his second year, and kind of hasn't played since then. Yeah. You know, I wonder if he was kind of looking right here at his college in his last year. He uh, threw for 4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, 17 picks, you know. Wow, he had a negative six hundred in, or sorry, not six hundred, negative one hundred and sixty-four rushing yards. Matter of fact, so he he's definitely got the wheels. Yeah, he used to average negative three yards a carry. That is terrible. I wonder if that's from sacks or if that's actually rushing yards. Yeah, you know, obviously, um, right here actually pre-draft. He was measured at, you know, six, seven and a half. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, you would think this guy's in the NBA. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't look like your average quarterback. Like, you know, obviously teams before, you know, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, you know, you never seen short quarterbacks taken. But, you know, I think he might be a little too tall. Yeah, there's definitely that in between of height and too tall. For sure. So... You know, just a fun kind of pick there at, you know, a third-round draft pick. Um, you got another guy, another lineman, Teron Armstead, another Saints lineman. You know, they they kind of got an underrated line there in New Orleans now. You know, like we just mentioned, Larry Warford, Teron Armstead, pretty good line there. Yeah. You know, here's an interesting one. Uh, one of the best route runners, I'd say, in the league at, at receiver is Keenan Allen. He was taking a pick number 76. Yeah, he's a uh... – you know, three-time Pro Bowler. He's uh, he's had very good throughout his career. I mean, he's had uh, he's had a good quarterback with him. Yeah, last year he had twelve hundred yards. You know, that that's pretty good. And the year before that, twelve hundred again, and the year before that, fourteen hundred. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's amazing because that year before that he tore his ACL. Yeah, and coming off those best seasons after tearing your ACL. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he is. Uh, you know, I think he's. Uh, 
underrated. Like, though he's a pro bowler, but, you know, you, you don't hear about Keenan Allen as being – you don't think of him when you think of one of the top uh, receivers. But, you know, I didn't know he put up those kind of numbers, you know, and he's taken in the, the third round. That's definitely a steal for them. Yeah. He, every year he's been healthy, he's put up numbers. And, you know, in the last three years, he's putting up very productive ones at the, at the best. So Yeah. Definitely a steal. Um, you know, there, there's guys here that, you know, you can talk about, but, you know, just briefly mention them. Marquise Goodwin, another fast receiver. Yeah, I um I briefly clicked on his stats, and, you know, I uh, I know he's super fast, but, you know, I think uh, I read that he only has, like, 2,000 career receiving yards. You know, I really thought he was uh, better than that. But, you know, obviously super fast, definitely always going to be a threat when you got that speed. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I didn't know he was taking my Buffalo, nor did I know he was as old as he is. I thought he was young. Yeah, you know, definitely, you know, starting with Buffalo and then now he's with San Fran. I believe his most memorable catch was that, I don't know if you remember, but the big bomb, he had like, I don't know, it was like 80-yard reception, and I believe his friend passed away the, like a few days or maybe weeks before, oh. and he like saluted to them. No, I, I know what you're talking about. It was the day of the game, him and his uh, wife lost their baby to a miscarriage. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was actually, yeah, it was his, his daughter. It was the um, the day of the game, and yeah, you're right. It gives me chills just uh, thinking about it. But he had that crazy catch right across the middle, and you know he he went on one knee in the end zone. It's uh, yeah, you know, very tragic. But you know those moments happen for a reason after such things like that. Like um, how uh, again the same day as the game, I believe you know Quan Alexander's uh, brother was shot, and I. I I think he had, you know, a couple sacks. I know he had, he had two picks, one for a touchdown. He had a, a fumble recovery. Like, uh, you know, it's just crazy how life works like that. Yeah, and, you know, I was kind of just on this topic as well. Um, Nicole Roby Coleman, Mikhail Roby Coleman, whatever his uh, pronunciation is, he had some, you know, he's one of the better slot corners for sure, I'd say. But he had some time away from the game as well. Uh, he didn't really talk about it. Just came out last year that he, you know, him and his wife, I believe um, their baby wasn't doing so well, and he got sick. And I, I think I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure, but I believe they're talking about it. How he, I think his, his his baby passed away, and he was at the same time he's doing training camp, you know, practicing every day, and, and still taking care of his family. So yeah, you know, just amazing stories to hear these athletes do what they do. Yeah, with uh, you know, notably uh little little off topic, different sport here. Drew Holiday, one of the best two way players in the NBA for the the Pelicans, you know, his uh everything was looking good when he was about to have his kid and I'm I'm pretty sure his kid was like eleven or twelve weeks early and then his wife got some serious disease and I know she she's a professional soccer player, obviously, you know, as healthy as can be professional athlete and you know even like to this day like i know uh she's still going for treatment and you know they're still suffering and uh he had to take some time away from the game as well yeah just just ridiculous you know like you think about them as athletes and entertainment but they're still human beings as that, well and you know they got other stuff. yeah you kind of said it better i was gonna say the same thing like you know at the end of the day they're they're still humans you know 
just because of how much fame or how much money they have, they're still affected by the same things we are day in and day out. Right. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, just going to move on here. Um, Logan Ryan, this is a good pick for the Pats. You know, he, he's a pretty good corner and, uh, I believe he's in free agency this year. So, um, I wonder if, you know, like I said, Stephon Gilmore could be on the move, and I wonder if, you know, maybe he gets a reunion with Patriots this offseason if that's what happens. Don't know. Not sure. But, you know, Logan Ryan here at 8-pick 83, pretty good player uh, out of Rutgers. Again, yeah. Bilicek loves his Rutgers. Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't bring that up, I was going to say, you know, you've always been telling me for the last couple months, you know, how Bill loves uh, loves that school. And I was going to tell you to look at the school beside it. But, yeah. No, that look at look at eight picks down as well. I know, <laughs> yeah, this the safety. <laughs> I know, like your safety. Yep, it's just you know, you must have a good relationship with those guys down there. You know, if uh, you ever want to get drafted by the Patriots, you know, that's the spot to go. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, but you know, Sanu, uh, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, all those guys were all of Rutgers as well. So just crazy. Yeah, I know they're more of a. They're more known for basketball, but, you know, yeah. if you make an all-time Rutgers team, you know, you might as well just, just look yeah. at the Patriots' uh, depth chart, <laughs> which is – it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, definitely funny there, but, uh, you know, here's a big name. You know, incredibly sad to see what happened this year, and I'm not really sure if he's able to even play anymore in the league. But, you know, here at pick 83 – 85, sorry – Jordan Reed, you know, once again, another stacked tight end draft class with Zach Ertz, uh, Travis Kelsey, and now Jordan Reed. Um, you know, definitely, you know, he's had his problems with concussions, and I believe that's ultimately what happened this year. He had a concussion and just he couldn't get past the protocol. I think he sat out the whole year this year because of the concussion, and uh, it just sucks to see. Yeah, and, you know, just looking at that, you know, I couldn't help to think, but you know, the Redskins, like, their their players are always just getting injured. Like, think of uh, you know the lineman who they who they almost just killed because of his uh, procedure. Yeah. You know, RG three obviously played through some serious ankle and leg injuries. They have you know Alex Smith, Darius Geis. Yeah, Darius Geis. That guy. Um, you know, fun fact: he was in my two K lobby last night. Um, really? Yeah, crazy. I took a video of it. It was it was pretty funny. He's good. Definitely uh, spending this off season playing two K. That's for sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it seems like they got the injury bug there, and you know whether that's their, you know, whether that's their doctoral staff they have, or you know, just luck of the draw. Yeah, and um, you know. What like you mentioned about uh, Trent Williams alignment? That's what you're talking about. You know that, that was a crazy story. I didn't know. You know, I didn't really know too much about what happened previously with the Redskins, but I knew he was mad about it, and he's he's furious now, and he's definitely gone from the Redskins. I know that for a fact. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's um, not staying. No, so it's just a matter of when and where. But you know, I didn't know his previous past, and the doctors kind of you know they almost messed him up big time with his health. Uh, I'm not too, you know, experienced on that topic, but basically they didn't give him the essential like diagnostic diagnosis 
that he was, you know, needing. And I believe, did he not have cancer or something like that at, at the time? I, I believe that it was something growing in his leg and, you know, they, they just completely fluked and whether, you know, they missed it or, or what, but, you know, obviously not a good situation. Yeah. He was diagnosed with, I'm not even going to pronounce this, but a rare form of cancer. And, uh, it was me. It was weeks away from moving to his brain before it was removed. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You know, glad to see. That's just, glad to see he's all right now. Obviously, he wants out of that situation, and you know, it's crazy what that's gonna do. Like, what that's gonna put on them in the future. Like, why are players even gonna want to go there? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh. That's not a good situation for them right now. No, and you know, they, they, you know, they just drafted Dwayne Haskins. They just traded for Kyle Allen. They're thinking about drafting Tua, so it's going to be definitely a hell of a story to see what happens. Still there. have Alex Smith, so yeah, uh, that's right. So wow, Crazy. yeah, they got quite a few quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, just looking at the list here again, you know, Brandon Williams, big defensive tackle. He's a huge man here to con- conclude the third round. Um, I believe he's still with the Ravens. Uh, definitely one of their pieces to their defensive tackle, big nose tackle in him. Uh, you know, entering the fourth round, you know, this is a huge stud here. Uh, David Bakhtiari, I believe he doesn't even, I don't think he's given up a sack in forever. Uh, on his side of the ball, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah, definitely uh, a very, very good player. You know, he's been there his whole career. Played with some great quarterbacks, obviously. Was he? Uh, one was Favre in Green Bay. Was oh, I, I think he like I think it was like 2006. He exited out of Green Bay. Oh, so Rogers has been in the league that long then? Yeah. Oh, wow. Never. And I believe he sat for two years behind Rod uh, Favre. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. So yeah, I guess he's just had uh, you know Rogers then his whole career, but you now he's obviously keeping him well protected back there as he gets older in age. Yeah, two thousand seven was the last year in in Green Bay for Brett Favre, but this guy's just a winner and an Iron Man. Like he's <laughs> he played sixteen games every single year of his career almost. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know we were talking about it, but he didn't even wear a helmet really. I guess you can call that a helmet, maybe. Chin strap. Yeah. Yeah. Great quarterback. Definitely one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. And, uh, you know, did you know he was actually drafted by Atlanta? Was he? Yeah, he got traded the year after. Hmm. Did he he play? He played uh, two – he started two games and went 0 for 4 with two interceptions. Yeah, I, I know. I remember reading a thing um, because, like, with Jameis and stuff, they were comparing him and uh, like Manning and Favre in their first couple years, and you know they all threw interceptions. But obviously, we've seen how Favre and Manning have panned out, like very good, you know, mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, definitely. So, yeah. But you know, yeah. Other than him, no really noticeable fourth round picks. Uh, Kyle Juice check, I guess that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Juice check, but that was what 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 is that part of? Like what part of the draft is this? 
That's just a compensatory. I have no idea. Compensatory yeah, pick. Where they, compensatory where they hand out pick. a couple. Couple. Yeah, based on what happened to the previous free agency from the year before that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, other than like we know what he's done throughout his career. Obviously, fullbacks not utilized much anymore. But you know, he's still there. He's still making plays. He's uh, made a good. Had a very good Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, like you said. Fullbacks aren't really used, but in Kyle Shanahan's offense, they're used almost every play because of the way he likes Kyle. And he's probably the one and only one of the uh, players that can do that in league, what he does. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, you got guys like Kenny Stills here drafting the fifth round, and I know you mentioned that, you know, <laughs> he got treated for a first-rounder this past off the past uh, offseason. So. Yeah. I mean, other than him, I've heard of AJ Klein. Clean. AJ yeah, Klein, Klein. Yeah. yeah, I've heard, I've heard of him. Kind of just another role, another role player. Uh, Luke Wilson, tight end on the Seahawks. I know he's had a he's had a decent career. He's Canadian, mm-hmm. so uh, he he did win the Super Bowl with him. So that's that's not bad. Canadian win the Super Bowl is always good. Yeah, and he was having a good good uh, preseason and uh, training camp with the. Raiders this year, I believe, and then they kind of just stuck. Yeah, you know, Gruden knows his tight ends. Yeah, but for definitely, sure. uh, you know, big time definitely, pick, uh, yeah, a huge time pick. We have uh, Micah Hyde, fifth round pick, underrated, I'd say, uh, pretty good. You know, he can definitely lay the boom. He can uh, ball hockey, yeah, obviously. Very good, six foot again, a little short. But uh, yeah, he he's a good player, definitely. Seventy-two tack tackles this year. One pick, so. Yeah, and uh, oh. it kind of reminds me of like a Tyron Matthew type player as well. Yeah, again, like on a you know a pretty star-studded uh, Bills defense they got there. Yeah, speaking of the Bills, I I saw something today that said eighty-nine percent of people putting money down are. are putting money on the Bills to win the AFC East. So, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. One player. That defense is crazy. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, we'll see if um, Josh Allen puts in the the work this uh, offseason. Yeah, and, you know, the thing is they still got the draft, but, you know, they got Josh Norman, and uh, they just signed back EJ Gaines, who started his career with Buffalo. But I think the biggest thing is – you know, Buffalo's never really had many receivers or tight ends. That's a, like, yeah, look at it. You know, EJ Manuel and Tyrod Taylor. Who do they have to throw to, right? So I'm trying to. They got to get someone. Who would be Buffalo's most like notable? Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just I Stephon Diggs now, but he's not even played a game yet. Yeah, that's right, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's definitely a huge, huge pickup. You know, getting into later rounds, there's a. Uh... Sammy Watkins, oh, that's who. Yeah, it would definitely be. Sammy. But uh, like I was saying, moving on. Not much going on here in the sixth. You know, we got Latavius Murray, Pro Bowler. As a Raiders fan, you know, not a great, not a great player. He was actually a two-star recruit out of high school, which is uh, crazy. But uh, yeah, definitely had one of you know he didn't have his best years, Raiders, but he's doing better now. For sure. Yeah, he had 637 yards this year behind uh, Alvin Kamara, obviously. 
235 uh, receiving, you know, so doing a little bit of everything. I, yeah. I didn't even know he was still in the league, to be honest. Yeah, he sat behind uh, last year or two years ago. He was with the Vikings, and uh, I believe he came in for for uh, it was right when Peterson exited and they signed Lemurray, and then they drafted Cook. I believe. Oh yeah, so. that's right. He did have that year or whatever there in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theo Reddick, another running back. Yeah. Six rounder, and then uh, Rex Burkhead, another six round running back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, crazy to see these guys kind of change their career out of six rounds. Yeah, obviously, you know, Burkhead's won a Super Bowl. Good for him. Big reason, too, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's never been that guy that, that, um... Never been a no, starter. No, no, he's never been a starter, but he's always been there when you needed him at the same time. That's the biggest thing. In that Super Bowl, he he broke off two twenty yard plus runs in the final drive of the game to basically set them up in field goal range and secure the win. And I guess the Rams in Super Bowl fifty three. Yeah, so we all, just a big time also player. Also got Spencer Ware here at the bottom, the bottom of the sixth round. You know, another running back. Lots of running backs taken here in the the sixth round. Holy. Yeah, definitely a later running back draft and. Offensively minded draft, you know, uh, tight ends and receivers taken later on. Yeah, you know, um, and then you know, obviously seventh round, not much here. Yeah, minus the the um, Jordan Poyer, also on the Bills now. Their other safety. Other than that, you know, there's there's nothing much here in the the seventh round. No, yeah, like yeah, just wrapping up now, but you know, like Jordan Poyer. Interesting to see him listen at quarterback as well because he's a safety now too. So. Yeah. Definitely a diamond in the rough here in the seventh round. Uh, pretty great pretty great player now that he's with the Bills. They, they're doing something right there on defense to get the right players for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I'm just scrolling down. There's not much – you know, I don't know many other of these guys, not to hate on them or anything like that, but just for purpose of talking about them. Um you know, I don't know many of these guys. Yeah, but um, coming into, you know, most interesting part to me at the bottom of the list here, we got the undrafted. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, always, it's always cool to see, uh, you know, what players make names for themselves for whatever reason why they weren't drafted. Yeah, this definitely is the best part. Like you said, this is the best part of doing these videos. Yeah, for sure. those guys who flew under the radar and, you know, uh, we have... Three, six, we have seven pro bowlers here that were undrafted. Yeah, and, and highlighting them, you know, A.J. Boye and Adam Thielen, you know, studs now. Well, A.J. Boye might be on the downside of his career, but definitely Adam Thielen, you know, he's a stud. Yeah, you know, there's Jason Myers, obviously a longtime kicker. We have yeah. uh, Jack Doyle, kind of, uh, you know, again, kind of coming to the end of his career. But, uh, you know, he was very good as well. There's um, Nikel Roby Coleman, uh, like we previously mentioned. He's here, actually. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. And, uh, you know, CJ Anderson, running back. Uh, yeah. He won the Super Bowl. He was a Pro Bowler at one time. You know, he's kind of bounced around the league now. He played for the Broncos for four years. And then he went, in 2018 alone, he went to the Panthers, Raiders, Rams. 
And then last year, I guess he was on the Lions, but uh, I'm pretty sure he had some good yards. Uh, yeah, in his last season in Denver, he had a thousand yards. You know, other than that, he was kind of just a role running back. But you know, he's pretty good. Yeah, and you know, definitely another thing to note out here is look look at the big time specialists like kickers and punters taken undrafted. Yeah. You know, and you, you usually just, that's where they are found is uh, undrafted teams usually don't use a pick on them, but right. Um, you know, like I said yesterday, I believe it was yesterday or, or two days ago, but, you know, Justin Tucker went undrafted, and he's probably the best kicker of all time, I'd have to yeah, say. Yeah, definitely him or uh, Venetari, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, you know, definitely a bunch of guys. You know, Brandon McManus has a huge leg, played for the Broncos. Uh, Ryan Allen, you know, he I don't know if you know this, but in Super Bowl 53, he was actually in the talks for MVP because he was pinned them in their five-yard line multiple times that game. So, you know, that's interesting to talk yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. That was um, – you're talking about the ones with the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. that was definitely the, the kicking uh, battle. We watched that Super Bowl, just punt after punt. Yeah, definitely – you know, definitely a defensive game for sure there, and uh, it's crazy to even think about a punter in in the conversation for a Super Bowl MVP. But definitely yeah. would be a first and uh, probably a last. <laughs> yeah, you know, fun fact: he's actually a free agent now. Cut him um, because they got uh, the Rocket Man himself uh, out there. Uh, um, I believe he was a fifth round draft pick this year. Uh, punter for the you know, Patriots, um, but you know he's just out here booting the ball, and you know he actually won the job over over Ryan Allen this off season. But uh, you know, just a just a crazy, you know, Jake Bailey is his name. I was just looking for that, but yeah, they call him Jake the Rocket Leg Bailey because he's <laughs> just uh, boots the punt down the field. But uh, you know, just to, just to end things off, it, this wasn't the most exciting draft. Uh, for the first few rounds, but, you know, definitely some big time players making their ways, you know, in the third, fourth, fifth rounds. And, uh, you know, I just want to hear your thoughts on who do you think the biggest steal was for the, for the, you know, entire draft and, and where they were chosen. And I'll come back and talk about the team that I think did the best overall for this draft. Um, you know, I, I don't have the draft up right now. I'm trying to, just briefly check over, you know, the mock draft that they had for this year. And uh, they had that Luke Jokel, uh, wherever he, I know he's in the top four, along with that Deion Jordan. I think he was um, the third or fourth pick. As, yeah, they went two and three. Yeah, yeah, they were actually the one and two in the wow. mock draft. Uh, I'm trying to see, we you know, they had Tavon Austin at 13. Obviously, he was taken higher than that. Um yeah, like, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to go back and, like, look at where they had, like, uh, I'm seeing here DeAndre Hopkins isn't even in the first round. Wow. We've seen the Bills took EJ Manuel at 13 in this mock draft. They had him at 39th. So, you know, that's definitely a, a surprise. You know, they got Cordell Patterson down here at 47. Um, still not seeing DeAndre Hopkins, you know, and I'm in the third round now. But... uh I don't know. I would have to say 
it, it's hard to tell, like, uh, if you want to go, like, Travis Kelsey. You know, definitely, you know, he's a Super Bowl winner. Huge part of that team. He was taken right in the third round, I believe, right? Yeah, sure, the third round. Like, even looking at Adam Thielen going undrafted. Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. Huge. There's Adam Thielen undrafted, you know, for where they've been taken. You know, Micah Hyde's definitely good, you know. Keenan Allen, obviously, yeah. after I didn't know he put up those numbers. You know, just a fun fact here. I, the Vikings had three first-round picks. Did they? Yeah, they had uh, They had the – what is it? The 23rd pick, the 25th pick, and the 29th pick. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy how, you know, thinking of uh, that team's top receiver, you'd think, you know, Thielen was probably a first-round pick without without guessing. Yeah, but, you know, the crazy thing is we're in 2013, and I didn't hear about Sealand until, mm-hmm. you know, either two years ago or, or the, like, last yeah, year. Yeah, you know, and obviously he uh very good route runner. Oh, kind of reminds me of, uh, like, a Jules, Julian Edelman. Yeah, definitely not the fastest or, you know, a bit bigger than Edelman, but definitely a good route runner for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Grady's pretty sure got the beard too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely – to steal the draft, yeah, I don't know. I, I assume it's probably going to be Adam Thielen, you know, A.J. Boya, or probably, yeah, probably one of those two guys coming undrafted and, you know, being at a very elite level for their position. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, yeah, there, just a lot of diamond the rough players, like I said. Um, coming over on my end, you know, I, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me, but I'll explain here in a second. I believe the winners of these this draft at the time, I'd have to say, is the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, they took Eddie Lacy second round. They also uh, just going to scroll down here. They got uh, David Bakhtiari, stud uh, here in the fifth fourth round, and then they also picked up Micah Hyde in the fifth round. So you know, those are pretty good players at the time. And, uh, you know, to get them at quite low picks, that's a great job by them. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. That's a uh, very, very well done draft by them. They, uh, you know, those are two, two guys that definitely impacted, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers' career a bit. Helped him out, definitely. For sure. And, you know, the first round pick they had was Dayton, Dayton Jones. Never heard of him, but, you know. He was their first pick, and their last pick was, I believe, Micah Hyde. So, some big-time players there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, you know, um, pretty pretty interesting draft, for sure, to see where guys, like, you know, I didn't know Jordan, Jordan Poirier was a seventh-rounder, and uh, guys like DeAndre Hopkins getting drafted in the, in the late first round, and, you know, they're probably the best player, I'd say, on this draft. I don't know who he would put at the top, but DeAndre's got to be close to the top there. As uh, talent wise, for yeah, sure. for sure. So, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell here, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, you know, like we mentioned, these guys are still, you know, keep in mind, these are, this is seven years ago, and, you know, they're still big time players in the league to this day. So, you know, like you said, my favorite part of this is just looking at the guys that went undrafted. And, uh, you know, this is quite, quite fun to just get to the end of the, of the draft here and see who went undrafted and see who really did the best because those are the best stories to, to look at. 
So, uh, you know, that's going to conclude this episode uh, of this draft. You know, we really want to go back and do the 2011 draft or 2010 draft, excuse me. Uh, we don't know how we're going to add that in there. Might do that at the end after we get to the most recent draft last year. Or maybe we'll just do a, you know, a little split them up into the same episode. We don't know yet, but 2010 draft was absolutely stacked and uh, it'll definitely be fun to, to look at that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, superstar um, started draft. You know, we've seen uh, quite a few of those players, uh, you know, retire early, including Gronk. So, you know, definitely a great draft. Definitely looking forward to talking yeah. about that one. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll probably be back tomorrow with 2014. Yeah, I, I think it's the draft that Johnny Football got taken out of the of the draft. Um, you know, so definitely stay tuned for that as we're going to keep pumping these drafts uh, videos out leading up to the to the draft in, in, in less than a month now. Hopefully, it's it's still scheduled for uh, late April, and uh, you know, hopefully everything can uh, stays uh, on plan. But yeah, definitely uh, start start a draft in 2014. We didn't even look at this, but just to name off, you know, just to give a sneak peek, Jadavion Clowney was the first pick. So uh, stay tuned for that tomorrow. As we'll definitely be talking about that. And, uh, you know, Barry starts for the draft once again for the, for the uh, you know, quite, quite multiple drafts in a row now that we're getting to. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, stay tuned and check back tomorrow for the 